0: Good morning. Welcome to the first Sunday of 2021. Lord have mercy, do we hope this is a better year than the last one. Um, I know that many of you are are situated well. I hope so. I hope you're ready for this year. Um, I hope God has, has blessed you through this uh, this past one, even though it's been such chaos. But something that has really... Settled on me in this past year is is how much of a battle that we have been in, how much of a, of a of a literally a spiritual battle that we've been in, and it seems like that a lot of the things that I've read, a lot of the um, the devotionals, a lot of the things that I've been involved with are all about warfare and are all about battles and are all about um, being prepared for the battles and enduring the battles and and so I, I find myself wanting to talk about that myself today. I'm actually. Um, from one of the the recent devotions that I've I've done with a group of guys, um, one particular day stood out in particular, and I and I I've, I've, I've kind of taken that and I've dissected it and I've made it mine. I've created some new notes with it, but I want to share with you today what what I would have titled or did title the battle against evil in this present darkness. You know, there's a one of my favorite writers. Um, um, well, the name just skipped me, but he wrote uh, he wrote several books but but two of them he wrote two there was a back to back sequel there was this present darkness and piercing the darkness and i i can't tell you which one was which first but those books written obviously in fiction yet have such a spiritual um power to them because it explains some things and it makes you see the spiritual realm in a different way Um, I I really, and I'd encourage, if you've never read them books, read them. Uh, Those are incredible books. Um, Maybe all, Frank Peretti is who wrote those, by the way. Um, My brain finally decided to catch up to me. But anyway, I'm going to jump into this this morning and see if we can get through this. Hopefully it'll make some sense to you. But when you you think about this, when when some get saved or or give their hearts to the Lord, which however you want to look at that, they tend to think that they're, they're spend the rest of their life walking beside still waters and lying down in green pastures. You know, the, the eating grapes the size of watermelons and that buffet to die for type of thing. Some have no idea that by embracing Jesus as the captain of our salvation that it means that we have just enlisted as a soldier in the army of God. Um, we're going to war. It's just as simple as that. The battle for our soul up until the point of salvation uh, has been to keep us away from the Lord, but now that we are the Lord's, the battle will be to try to drag us away from Him. And so, so keeping that in mind, um, there, there is going to be a war. I had a young man in New Mexico uh, when I was youth pastoring there. um had a, a big group of guys that came in. They were just out of high school, uh, a bunch of BMX bikers and skateboarders, and they We wound up developing a a skate park ministry on our church parking lot there in Farmington and um, did some incredible things with, did some missions trips into Mexico with our skate park and those types of things and saw a lot of things. But in the process of watching these young men come to the Lord, um, and I have to say that the skate park was their draw. That is what drew them into the ministry and then God began to shape them into who he wanted them to be. some of them are are still struggling with life some have done well um that they're, they're you know that again this battle doesn't stop it, it rages on forever and, but one of the particular guys his name was mike and he he came to me one night and he was just so confused he was just struggling and he said man he said you know i've been fighting all my life and and here i, I came i gave my life to jesus and And I I feel this peace and this love, but he said, I keep hearing you tell me that I'm just, I'm going to have to keep fighting. I don't get it. And and, and it was such a simple, uh, not that he was childlike, but it was a very childlike question. You know, it's, and a lot of times I think we all have those questions is, God, what do you mean? We got to keep fighting. I thought that when we gave all this stuff to you, when we surrendered our life, that man, you just take care of stuff for us. That's not how it works that's a you know unfortunately or fortunately to me uh, i i see the struggle as something that continues to build strength in us and continues to build character and, and, and the only thing i could say to him at that time was yeah but mike the fight that you're in today if you look to the end you win as, as long as you're in his army as long as you're fighting for the cause of christ there's no way to be defeated there we might lose our life uh, we might lose possessions, we might lose things in our life, but we're still going to win in the end. The, the 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 eternal reward is going to remain intact as long as we stay enlisted in the army of God. As long as we stay fighting on the right side, I, I have since learned that believers are are soldiers, and Jesus did not come to bring peace, but a sword. Matter of fact, He even says this as He was teaching, while He's instructing His disciples, He drops this little nugget in Matthew chapter ten, verse thirty four. Don't imagine that I came to bring peace to the earth. I came not to bring peace, but a sword. And he goes on to describe many things involved with that. Uh, if you look at that, that story in Matthew chapter 10, I discovered that I'm, I'm more than a conqueror in Christ, uh, which also tells me this, ungodly and unseen forces are trying to conquer me. Um, battles rage. Battles rage on a continual basis. Uh, we we must stay prepared the battle rages all around us keep this truth in mind the enemy comes to steal kill and destroy that's his role how how every demon has been assigned the same mission to mess up our lives every, every every demon of hell is assigned to mess up our lives how they go about it their strategies and tactics are quite different Satan is very strategic. Um, let's say this, a spirit of fear attacks your faith, for example, or, or, or while a spirit of rejection attacks your identity. There's, there's a lot of strategy involved in how Satan comes after us. He's looking for our weakness. Wherever we're weak, that's where he's coming out. He, he's going to attack that area of our life, and he's going to look for those weaknesses. His army is highly organized, and he is sending a specific spirit against believers to derail them from their kingdom purpose. Do you you do realize that you've got a kingdom purpose, right? Uh, everyone hearing this today, every everyone that even doesn't hear it, every one of us have a kingdom purpose. We were created for such a time as this. Yeah, the, the, our time is right here, right now. God called us. Uh, Jeremiah chapter one says, "I knew you before I ever formed you in your mother's womb. I already set you apart to be a voice to the nation." Like jeremiah many of us have argued with god in that realm saying now i got that's not us we can't do that my prayer is that you will again that you will gain discernment to identify the spirits opposing your life and the lives of those that you love and, and develop a spiritual skill that and and that you can battle back with that you can go to fight with you can go to war with spiritual bondage can manifest in many ways but the good news of that of of this is victory can be ours. Now, being in bondage means that, that someone else is in control or influencing us. Um, it is a state of being enslaved, if you will. There's no freedom in being in bondage. Now, there's a side note. The phrase spiritual bondage is not one that is found in the Bible. Uh, the Bible does mention the, that unbelievers are in bondage to sin and to the devil. Unbelievers are in bondage to sin and the devil. In John chapter 8, verse 34, Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Romans, uh, I'm sorry, Acts 8.23, for I can see that you are full of bitter jealousy and are held captive by sin. There's, a, there's a, an enslavement that takes place with this. Romans chapter six, verse six, we know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin. That That alone breaks it. But 6.16 says this, don't you realize that you become the slave to whatever you choose to obey? You are you can be a slave to sin, which leads to death, or you can choose to obey God, which leads to righteous living. There's sermons involved in every one of those scriptures that, that you could dissect and pull out some truths in each one of those. And I'd encourage you to really dwell on some of that scripture that's being speak, spoken here. Um, Verse 19 of chapter 6 of Romans says this, Because of the weakness of our human nature, I am using the illustration of slavery to help you understand all of this. Previously, you let yourselves be slaves to impurity and lawlessness, which led ever deeper into sin. Now you must give yourselves to be slaves to righteous living so that you will become holy. Chapter 7, verse 14 says, So the trouble is not with the law, for it is spiritual and good. The trouble is with me, for i am all too human a slave to sin believers cannot be a possession or slave of satan for eternity because they were purchased once and for all by the blood of jesus instead of being bound by sin believers should actively walk in the righteousness and the freedom that god has provided for them first peter chapter 1 18 through 19 very beautiful place of scripture for you know that god paid a ransom to save you from the empty life you have inherited from your ancestors and the ransom he paid was not mere gold or silver. It was the precious blood of Jesus Christ, the sinless, spotless lamb of God. We talked about that sinless, spotless lamb Christmas Eve, uh, the significance of, of of, the shepherds that came who were, who were literally the shepherds of the sacrificial lambs, those that were spotless and being bound and, 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 and found clean and, and wrapped and laid in a manger, laid in that manger to, to, to await um, the sacrifice. So there's a huge huge part of that. John 8:36 says, so if the son sets you free, you are free indeed. You are truly free. If Jesus sets you free, you're free. Now your enemy's going to come against you. I mean the Bible depicts uh, an image here that I love. Um, Casting Crown sings a song about it called East to West. But but the the Bible talks about how when we surrender When we come out of that bondage, when we when we break the shackles of slavery to sin, God says that He takes our sin and He places it as far away as the east is from the west, never to be brought against us again. There's a real significance to that, and I I love pointing this out. I know most of you probably get tired of me pointing it out, but but the significance to the east is from the west is if you start walking east, you can walk east for an eternity. That is not a measurable distance. You could turn around and go west for an eternity. Again, not a measurable distance. For for God has said He puts our sin as far away as the east is from the west. There's no measurable distance there. He's not putting a limit on anything. It's 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 gone. It's cast into the sea of forgetfulness, not to be used against us again by Him. It will be used against you every moment of the day by your enemy. He's going to drag your past up in front of you constantly. He's going to tell you you're not worthy. He's going to tell you you can't change. He's going to tell you that you, (laughs) who would want you from what you've done? How can God forgive you for the things that you've done? Man, listen, I could go on for days right here because I am one. I am one who has a past. I am one who's got a history. I am one who had a darkness in my life that I allowed to rule me and control me. I was full of rage. I was full of bitterness. I was full of anger. I was a mean dude not fighting me and I never liked to fight but I, I could cut people down so fast I grew up being made fun of so I learned to hurt you before you could hurt me there was, there was so much in me God set me free from that I, I, the enemy still draws in front of me, the enemy still puts my anger in front of me, the enemy still tries to trip me using my anger, using my bitterness or my rage but God set me free from that he's not judging me by that any longer because I'm free from it So I want you to keep that in mind. I don't care who you are, where you've been, what you've been through, or what you've done. When you surrender to Christ, you are free from that past in his eyes. You may have a consequence to deal with on this earth. You may have a consequence to deal with lawfully. You may may have a consequence to deal with uh, physically. But spiritually, you're free. And you belong to him at that point, and nothing nothing can take that from you you can only be the one that could lay it down and allow satan to rule you with it once again so keep that in mind that was just for free that didn't mean the notes check this out jesus while ministering during his time on earth always confronted sin everywhere he went he confronted sin now he always ministered first if you will i mean there there was always a relational factor involved in this he he came to your house he he met you at the well he wherever he was at he confronted your sin after relational factors were involved he, he met you he, he greeted you and then he might as in talking with you point out yeah i think you got some struggles he kind of stuck his finger on and said you know that part of your life but he always ministered to them and he always left them with a choice i think that's highly important for us to understand that that God's not taking anything from us. We have to give it to him. He he said this phrase, go and sin no more. I love that. He he, he constantly, when he would interact with with people that were sinners, he would literally tell them, go and sin no more. In other words, he's giving them a choice here. You know, go on with your life, but but you've got to be the one to decide that you're not going to sin anymore. It's your choice. In other words, he met you. He chatted it up with you. He allowed you to open the door. And then he stuck his foot in and he said, Hey, hey, you ought to fix this. And I hope we're still rocking and rolling here. My Internet keeps doing some crazy things. Um, in other words, he, he met you and, 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 and he, you know, he pointed out whatever might be wrong in your life. And he said, Hey, you know, fix this. By walking in our God-given authority, we can effectively do battle. And we can win in warfare. Ephesians six ten through fifteen. I, I love this. This is a very common piece of scripture, um, and, and I know my my stuff's bouncing around here. I'm I'm, I'm hoping we're staying connected. Um, I, I see people saying, "Hey, I, I, I'm <laughs> I'm sorry I don't say hey when I see that." I I, uh, I get focused on on what I'm doing here, and I, I if I don't, I'll chase rabbits all day. So I'm I'm, I'm uh, I appreciate everyone that logs in and watches and, and listens to these things. Ephesians six, ten through fifteen, this is coming to the New King James, it says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord, and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the enemy of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. And there's some things I want to point out in that piece of Scripture that I find quite intriguing. I love looking up words. Um, There are certain words that that I find in Scripture that I find interesting. Therefore is one of those words. Therefore is a weird word. Therefore. I, I mean... Most of us never think about this stuff. I catch these little tidbits, and I got to think about them. But but when you look at the word "therefore," Webster's dictionary actually defines "therefore" as for that reason, because of that, on that ground, or to that end. So when when you put that in place here, where it comes back and says, "We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness and of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places." And then we see, therefore. So because because of this, for this reason, because we wrestle against, not against flesh and blood, but against all this spiritual stuff, for this reason that we take up the whole armor of God. And then when it says to, to having done all of that stand, stand therefore, having done everything we can to stand, stand on that ground, to that end, because of this. Man, this is, I love that. It's so powerful. And he goes on to say there's a couple other things in there when you when you look at supplication, prayer and supplication what it, what does supplication mean? It simply means earnest and humbleness so so when he's saying that we are to pray in supplication in the spirit, we're to pray in in humility and we're to pray earnestly we're we're to we're to not give up we're to we're to pray with passion, we're to pray with everything in us. He comes back and says it again that being watchful to this end. With all perseverance, which is literally a continued effort to do or art or achieve something despite difficulties, failure, or opposition, so to persevere is to 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 continue that effort no matter no matter what comes against us, no matter difficulty, no matter failure, no matter the opposition so the, So the word be watchful to this end and and with everything in us not to stop not to not to fail and and pray earnestly and humbly. For all the saints. It, it's not just about me. It, it's about his kingdom. So so we're to we're to literally pray in in earnestness. We're to, we're to pray humbly. We're to pray without ceasing. We're to we're to constantly fight for the saints, for the body of Christ. Let me close up with this. There is no doubt in my mind that we're in a war. I don't think there's probably any doubt in your mind either that we're in a war. We're in a war that many of us Fail to see at times, ministries are under attack. ministers are under attack, marriages are under attack, children are under attack, families fighting to hold on. We've got to recognize this battle this is not this is not a carnal battle, this is a battle that's that's full of spiritual uh evil that's coming against the body of Christ, coming against truth. Realize that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but- phys- and not physical but spiritual. We must seek the Lord. We must do battle spiritually as the darkness creeps in around us. You know, I've spoken a little bit about this recently um, as God's shown me different things. You know, I, I, when I always looked at, um, you know, it's like praying over your enemies, you know, and God will heap coals of fire on their head. I used to think, oh yeah, burn them down, Lord. Throw the coals on them. I'm picturing, you know, hail with fire, you know, and destroy and stuff. But that that's really not what that piece of scripture means you look at the spiritual battle that goes on right there when we pray for our enemies when we pray for those who have come against us we pray for those who have um, caused us grief if you will when we when we speak over them it's not God burn them down what he's asking us to do is pray for their soul pray for their peace pray for their 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 well-being if we pray blessing upon that person that's going to be like coals of fire being heaped on their head because as God moves on someone of that nature, they're gonna become very miserable. I say it a lot when our, at our events. I tell these guys, uh, I told one, it, uh, when we were in Tennessee this past December at a duck hunt, uh, I, I shared with him, I said, man, I said, I gotta tell you, you know, if you don't make a decision for the Lord while you're here on this event, I'm gonna pray that you're absolutely miserable until you do. And he just kind of looked at me funny, but I know I have, I kind of joke with it, but it's true. I I want somebody miserable until they make a decision for Christ. And that's exactly what happens as we, as we pray over someone for God to pour out, for God to bless, for God to touch their life, for God to heal them, for God to make them whole, for God to make them prosperous, for God to do blessings on them. It is going to be like coals of fire being heaped upon an unbeliever's head. They're going to become very miserable because the spirit of God is being applied to them. And until they accept it, it's, it's misery. It, it's, <laughs> I can assure you, I know for a personal fact that until you accept the spirit of God being poured out upon you, it is like fire. It is like fire. We've got to seek the Lord. We must do battle spiritually as this darkness creeps in around us. Go to war. Go to war on your knees. Remember that the, that the sword that's mentioned in Ephesians is, is the word of God. That's what's going to strike down the enemy, truth. Truth will set them free. Truth will set them free. They might not accept it, but I have found, especially in this past year, that the longer you speak truth, the less your enemy will stay in your presence. The longer you speak truth to something, the less argument. They may argue for a while, but as long as you continue with truth, truth can't be overcome by darkness. It can't be. It, it It can't be overcome by a lie eventually, that lie is going to be shown and and, and truth is going to shine it, it's It comes back to that light and dark thing you know when 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 you're in a dark room and you turn on a light, what happens? If you go outside the house and you see lights on in the house, what do you see out in the yard? You see light coming out into the yard. You do not see darkness creeping into the house the light disperses darkness instantly. Instantly, it's gone. It, light or darkness cannot, cannot function in light. Light always penetrates darkness. I, I've, I've recently seen some things about darkness, and you know there, there's there's um, there's probably some things there. But I, I just want to share that there's only one thing you need to carry into your darkness, and that's a candle, that's a light, because as you enter darkness, you need to light it up. You need to expose what's in that darkness, because it's. Truth, truth is always going to expose. Light is always going to shine. Light is always going to disperse darkness. So I'm challenging you today. Get your lamp lit. Trim it to where it's bright and shining forth. If you got stuff going on in your life, put it before the Lord. Man, this battle rages around us constantly. I can tell you right now, I'm in a battle for my life. I... There's no other way to describe these. You know, I, I, I don't know how to describe this. Uh, we fight tooth and nail for the truth. And, and, and the enemy comes against us in ways that maybe we just didn't see coming. And, and, and it, it could be physical attack. It could be emotional attack. It could be a spiritual attack. It, it can be so many things. The enemy uses everything against us that he can. But we have to stay solid We've got to keep our feet on a solid foundation. Just like when Peter got out of that boat and he comes walking across the water at Jesus, his eyes got to looking at the storm. The minute he took his eyes off Jesus, he sank. And he had to cry out for the Lord to save him. The Lord reached down and lifted him up. And together, they walked back to that boat on the water in the storm. The storm didn't cease until Jesus got in the boat. Keep that in mind. He's going to walk with you on the water, but you've got to keep your eyes on him. You've got to stay focused on him. You cannot look at the storm. Keep your eyes on things above. If you're going through a battle right now, I pray for you. I pray that you see God in the midst of it. I pray that you keep your eyes focused on him. It might not be comfortable. It might not feel right. It might not be what you want to do. There's a lot of that goes on. The selfishness of our human nature uh, is huge in our fights and in our struggles. But God is calling out to you that he has purpose for you for such a time as this. But until we surrender wholly, until we give him everything we have, until we trust him with everything in us, he can't use us fully. Let him use you today. Let him have your life. Lock, stock, and barrel. Surrender to him today in a way that you've never done before and ask him to use you to touch someone else's life. Ask him to use you to bring healing ask you to use you to put light into darkness in everything that you do. God bless you guys. I thank you so much for, for tuning in, listening to me ramble. Um, I pray that, that, that God changes your life. I, I pray that you find a place that, that you've never been with him spiritually. I encourage you, surround yourself with worship. Surround yourself with the word of God. The fight is on. Uh, it's not going to get any smoother. It's It's going to continue. Uh, to tumble down. We're, we're going to have, the fight isn't going away anytime soon. It's and, until we stand before the Lord, we're going to have to fight for it. So I, I encourage you, uh, gird yourself up, you know, put on all that armor. And one thing cool about the armor of God that I, I I love pointing out is everything described in the armor of God is for our front side. There is no armor for our backside. God showed me that's one of two things. First, we should always face our enemy never turn your back on your enemy. But secondly, other believers should have your back. If if we stand back to back with other believers, then we protect each other's backsides. That's exactly how God intended it. So I, ch- I challenge you today, put on your armor, but back up against another firm believer where you can fight the fight. Stand strong with each other. Uh, don't let go, don't let go, not yet, not now. He's coming. And we pray, God, come quickly. This is this earth is in need of you in desperate ways. So I pray that this encourages you. I pray that you find a way to fight that you've never found before. Uh, if you have questions, man, always shoot me a message. Uh, send me an email. Uh, check out our website. We have contact information on our website. If you want to support us financially, we've got giving information on our website as well. It's it's probably the simplest thing to do. We have a Simple Give app. Uh, we have PayPal app if you want to use that. There's, there's lots of ways our address is there if you just want to send us a check we, we appreciate the gifts the gifts don't stay here um i don't take a salary out of living Light outdoors at this point i wish i could i wish i was doing this every day full time um, unfortunately that's not there yet i just keep letting god handle that but god continues to bless us we we pour into other ministries we pour into uh, ministries like peterson outdoor ministries He works with our, our wounded veterans and physically challenged and terminally ill and there's hunts going on and and events going on right now this weekend. Uh, there that it'll come to a close and I'm I'm big involved with that. We we pour into Mexico into missions in Mexico. Uh, we we pour into missions in Colorado. We pour wherever we can pour. We're pouring into it. We're traveling. We're speaking wherever we can be to put God's word out. If you got somewhere that would love to 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 hear me, I'd love to come and speak. So if you got a church or a ministry that uh, has an open door for for guys like me to come and share. Man, I'd love to. Love to come and share. Uh, we don't charge anything for what we do. We rely on God to supply for us, and he does. He does just that. Uh, he blesses us, and we're thankful for that. You're part of that. As you partner with this ministry, you're part of that blessing. We do have a duck call drive going on. I give away duck calls when I speak and use a, a message called the Duck Call Sermon. Um, I'm, I've given away the last of my duck calls. Uh, we'll, we'll finish that out in th- this month as we have a duck uh, duck hunt coming up. Um, so I'm having to order more. It takes me a little bit, but there is um, there is a way you can support that. If you want to give $75 towards that duck call fund, uh, that that $75 gets you a duck call and it supplies one for me to give away. So that's a two for one. Um, if you don't want your duck call, then your $75 buys me two to give away. I love that. So and I, and a lot of people have done that. We have a lot of, it's uh, the, the support for that started. I have to generate a pretty good amount of money in order to order those calls. Uh, but we have uh, Refuge Call Company that, that stands firmly with us. Adam Lyerly with, uh, with Refuge has, has blessed us greatly, and he, and he does a great job for us, and we appreciate him so much. And I love their duck calls, great duck calls. They work, they function. Um, so anyway, with all that, God bless you. I hope you have an incredible first Sunday of 2021. May God bless you this year. May May more than anything, may you get deeper in him than you've ever been before in your life. Amen. Let God bring healing to you this month, healing to you this year, wherever it may be. We love you. We thank you so much for supporting us. God bless you, and we will see you again real soon.